the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're married, give a good and warm, safe greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good, warm morning hug or welcome with a special social distancing safety, of course, to your children and to all those who you live with. Do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good holy Sunday morning with God. St. John um, chapter 7 in his holy gospel, uh, chapter 7, verse 37, he says, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. And um, today in this prayer, we will pray from the canticle of Isaiah chapter 12, verses 1 to 6. Um, Let us pray together before we begin. Say, God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. I give you thanks, O Lord, though you have been angry with me. Your anger has abated, and you have consoled me. God indeed is my Savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and he has been my Savior. With joy you will draw water at the fountain of salvation and say on that day, give thanks to the Lord, acclaim his name among the nations, make known his deeds, proclaim how exalted is his name. Sing praise to the Lord for his glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout all the earth. Shout with exaltation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. 
Good Holy Sunday morning, my dear friends. Last Sunday, we had um, a wonderful, I would say, educational time together and prayerful time together. We were talking about the Supreme Court of the United States final ruling decision on uh, the mandate about the vaccine, the masking, and the frequent testing. We saw how they said um, the mandate will not take effect on private companies, but then the health workers, um, it will. With me this Sunday as well, uh, the beautiful and wonderful contributor to the show, Lara Logan, and our guest in the studio, uh, Pat. Good morning, Lara. Good morning, Father. Uh, you know, you, you hit us hard. You as a mother of a family, <laughs> as a journalist, as an, uh, um, uh, a, a person who um, also takes care of many, many people. And I know you're taking care of um, refugees. You're part of a chain of uh, uh, private citizens who are trying to still help with the situation in Afghanistan um, right, and trying yeah. to evacuate the people, whether the American citizens and other people. Uh, you, you're oriented to say, lives and this mandate ruling came out and your first comment last Sunday I do remember um, it was the principle about the um, sovereignty of the human body and don't make a mandate that goes against God you are um, concerned for the health workers and also you're concerned for families because you said such a mandate is gonna destabilize families and a source of income so um, I will give you again the microphone to you where do you think we are this is um, February already in March this mandate will take effect on all the health workers in the US who work under the system of Medicaid Medicare um, institutions medical institutions go ahead Lara well you know father Andre I my mother said I was born with my bladder behind my eyeballs she <laughs> said that's the problem with you Michael because I have a soft heart but um, but what I know is that from the my earliest memories uh, of life are the pain in my heart at the suffering of uh, other people it's just how I'm built it's not noble it's how I'm made and when I see and hear the stories and speak to people who are vaccine injured. A parent who has lost a child. There's a father in Canada whose young son wanted to go back to high school. He's a hockey player. And to be on the hockey team, he had to be vaccinated. And within two days, he was at the hospital covered in a rash. And a day or two later, his mother found him dead in his bed. And he was in high school. You know, there are many others. There's a 13-year-old girl whose mother actually believed so much in vaccines that she allowed her daughter to be part of a clinical trial. And her daughter now is fed through a feeding tube. I spoke to another young woman, Amanda, just uh, two days ago, and she's been in a wheelchair for 10 and a half months. And so, you know, to deny the existence of these people, to act as if they don't matter, to erase them from the face of the earth because it's inconvenient, or perhaps it will encourage other people not to get vaccinated. And for some reason, we, we insist that everyone gets vaccinated. Um, those are the things that I was born to do. That's the reason I am a journalist. It is in my DNA. It is in every fiber of my being. I, wow. I was lucky enough to be born knowing my purpose, knowing why I was created. And I was created to be a bridge and a voice for the people who don't have one in that moment. And I, and I honestly mean this. I, it's not self-deprecating. That is when I am at my happiest because that is my real purpose. And, and anyone who understands and has experienced that knows the selfish satisfaction that comes from fulfilling the reason that you're on the earth. 
And so I would say to you that for me, knowing that you can have, that there is a risk that anybody could be hurt, permanently disabled um, or killed or die from the vaccine, you don't have, a, that's the reason that the law exists, that the Nuremberg laws exist. That's the reason that we, um, that we fight to protect the principle that nobody can make you do something to your body. And then to take the healthcare workers who truly have been at the front line of this, um, you know, this disease, who when we didn't have a vaccine, when we didn't know what the treatments were, when we didn't know anything about it, they still risked their lives. They still went in there. And to take these people who obviously many of them have seen things and know things from their experience as health professionals that tell them they don't want to do this, to force them to do it. And to me, that's unconscionable. And it violates um, all of these principles. And, you know, principles are just bumper stickers if we don't stand for them. And we can't just stand for them when there's no cost and no risk. Then nobody needs to stand for them. It's the moments when they can take everything from you. That's when you have to stand up. And so while the Supreme Court and the executive branch, the president, they may have the power to make um, emergency rulings or to make rulings based on conditions that they think justify uh, these. They may have the power to do it, but that doesn't mean that the decision to do it is right. And what I worry about and what many other people have said to me, whether they're ordinary people or vaccine injured or doctors, uh, scientists and others, what they worry about is that once you open that door and you, you chip away at that principle, you don't know what you've opened the door to. And history has shown us that it leads, it can lead to a very dark place. And I am a child of the light. I was born to live in the light. And the truth to me is the light. And we know where the truth comes from. It's the only thing that doesn't require deception. It doesn't require darkness. It doesn't require euphemisms to hide its true intent. It doesn't mind being questioned. It doesn't mind being challenged because it is the only thing that holds up under all kinds of pressure and questioning because you cannot change the truth no matter who you are or what you want or what your reason is. This is Lara Logan with uh, Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre um, on uh, um, Sunday morning. And Pat is with us in the studio to comment also one on the uh, um, legal ramifications. And I do believe what will the president do next uh, with Pat here in the studio. But um, Pat, um, can you avoid a voice like Lara's voice? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Can the law avoid a voice like Lara's voice? The law in our government, even though it's the best government in the world, it does come to wrong decisions, and it takes history and new information and new argument, new presentations back into court to fight the battle all over again with the new information. And when we have that new information, remember, this United States Supreme Court decision is based on information that was available to the first district courts in Mormon. Missouri and Louisiana that had it. They cannot use recent information that they're getting outside of those court documents at this time to make this decision. So all of this stuff that's come by since uh, December 2021 and all of this problem. Now, remember, we're talking about a political situation, an executive branch of the government that uh, the last figure I think I heard was $80 billion to get these vaccines out to people to stop this at a point in time when they thought that was the most effective way to do it. And now all the information is coming out out and say, oh, this is not the effective way to do it. Natural immunity is much better. Why did you waste $90 billion on this uh, boondoggle? And they're a little bit embarrassed, and therefore now we have political assertions of scientific truth without a full 
according to our democratic society, freedom of speech for everybody's speech to be heard and the other speeches to fall short if they're not the truth. And the truth will rise to the top eventually, but it's not going to be there in the first. The other thing we've done in this government the president is not the king. Just think if the president were the king and he didn't have to put up with uh, ridiculous uh, Supreme Court decisions or court decisions and he didn't have to re- put up with ridiculous laws written by Congress. He could do whatever he wanted to do and spend whatever money he wanted to spend. We're only improving on that old system by still giving people some power to do the right thing, giving enough people to speak the truth to make sure that through all this science that's politically uh, indoctrinated, we get past this, we get to the real truth, we get get to the real uh, uh, medicine. We start another court decision in the middle of the district court saying this is the new proof that shows that the FDA assertion that this is a safe medicine is wrong. It needs to be struck down in the agency court uh, me- mechanism, the mm-hmm. agency rulemaking and court mechanism that the new evidence has to be presented to them. The FDA has to make a new decision. That decision has to be in the new court decision. Then it has to rise to the ranks. Remember, less than 1% of the courts go to so, the United States. So the decision okay. that was made, I know we have three parts in that decision. There is, first of all, the per curiam, which is, I do believe, the actual decision based on the majority of the Supreme Justice. And that's why right? it gets the, and this is the decision of the court uh, And that would become the actual decision yeah. of the court, but right. we still have like two, two dissentants, a dissentant that comes from a minority, or right. any Supreme Justice can write a dissenting on their own as well, right? That's exactly right. That's In this exactly case, right. we have two dissentants were written. Um, one, I do believe, is uh, um, by it's Alito's dissenting, if I'm not mistaken, and That's then uh, um, Supreme Justice Thomas also wrote an opinion, right? That's correct. And, and they all agreed with each other's dissenting opinions. And the basic rule here is this is such a dynamic decision that depends on so much that the principal lawmakers are country of our country that are elected and responsible to the people. They're the ones that should be making this law, not. And unless they make a law that's clearly delegated, so clearly delegated to these other agencies, the agencies should not be able to interpret that law well, or pretend they're interpreting that law. And I want us to be a little bit more concrete. Uh, okay. For the sake of the families who are listening to us on this good Sunday morning with Father Andre, with Lara Logan and Pat here in the studio, um, you know, you educated us a lot in the mission of Hope and Mercy. You and many other lawyers, so did Lara and many other people, because the mission of Hope and Mercy is also trying to help um, to remedy this disease, to try to prevent it, Absolutely. to try to accompany people in the Middle East, in Africa, in Latin America. Absolutely. Many people are getting sick and they don't have access to medicine. Mm-hmm. They don't have access to protocols. They don't even have access to the vaccine. In many, 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 many cases, that, that they might need it actually, but they don't have access. While in the West, five boosters are being given, including in Europe, and now every three months you have to take a booster. And there is probably three other, four other, five other billion people in the world, they actually don't have still access to the first two shots of the vaccine. So even in the policy of the vaccine, there is discrimination. Do you know between the, the, the populations that are being served this vaccine? It reminds me of the refugee crisis after the Russian Empire fell, you know, between 1917 till 1923. Like Great Britain developed the very first refugee law. You and me were talking about it. And all of a sudden we looked like, who are the actual refugees that came from Russia and made it to London safely? It was the aristocrats. Right, that's it exactly was right. the people who actually <laughs> had the power or money. Yeah. It seems, Lara, I'm coming back to you. Even, even, forget about if you have an opinion. 
for the vaccine or against the vaccine. The poor people are not getting access to the vaccine. It seems like there are populations. Did you study that? Did you did you ever try to look uh, about the you fair know, distribution of the vaccine what, in the world? Andre, there's a real irony here, right? Because there are many people that I speak to who actually believe that that could turn out to be a blessing That's exactly for right. uh, the poor That's people exactly. in some ways. Because what, what increasingly public officials, both political figures and health officials, are coming out and saying now is that the reality is that you can't stop uh, people from getting COVID and everybody is going to get COVID. And look at the UK where they have now just rolled back. They're in the process of rolling back many of their COVID restrictions as a result of this realization. And they say this, never mind the original vaccine. You can't um, ask people and expect people across the world to get not one booster shot, not two booster shots, but then three or four. And then how many? Because the reality of these boosters is that they're built to address different variants of the virus. And one of the reasons, for example, with the flu virus, you know, you have to get a, a different flu shot every year if you want to be vaccinated against the flu, is that um, it addresses the previous season's virus, right? Because um, that's, you don't know what the new variant is going to be, so you can't create a vaccine in advance. And that's the same thing with the, the COVID vaccine, that it has been primarily addressing previous um, uh, variants of the of the virus, and that's why you need these updated so-called booster shots. What they really are doing is updating to address newer and newer versions of the virus. And if you look to Africa, a place that has traditionally been discriminated against in every single possible way that you can think of, and you look at um, you know the healthcare systems and the lack of healthcare and the lack of access to medicines and so on, what you find is that the African um, countries can't you know make up about just over four percent of the total global death toll from COVID, just over four percent, and very few of the African continent. I think it's around seven percent, it may be more since I looked at those figures, have been vaccinated at all. So that tells you that whether it's natural immunity or it's other factors, you are not just going to die if you don't get the vaccine. You know, and um, and a lot of poorer countries may be better off because if you start to look at um, in certain age groups, for example, why are you giving the vaccine to children, children. whose risk from COVID is very, very minimal? And uh, some doctors argue that the, the risks for certain um, young people are higher from the vaccine than they are from the disease itself, especially as it's weakening, which is what viruses do as they replicate, they weaken. So... Um, while you're not wrong that, of course, there's a massive disparity in access to the vaccine, what people also need to look at is the massive disparity in access to treatments because this is a fully treatable disease. I've had it twice. Every member of my family has had it. My children have had it. People all around me, my friends and family have had it. And we've been treated and we've survived. And um, not only is it treatable, but there are drugs like ivermectin, like hydroxychloroquine, that I know this is political and some people will say, oh, my goodness, how can she say that? Well, you know, um, these drugs have worked. And now with ivermectin, people are acknowledging this all over the world, even in this country. They're acknowledging it. And they point, you know, with hydroxychloroquine, they point to studies that say, oh, look, it didn't work. But when you look closely at those studies, what you find is that, for example, one of the big early studies that discredited hydroxychloroquine was done on patients who were on ventilators who were almost dead. And nothing oh, wow. would have worked on them at that point. 
not least because the ventilators themselves were the wrong medical protocol. Nobody wants to go on a ventilator anymore because they know doctors have now had time to realize those on the front line treating people with this disease know that the ventilators are almost certain death for patients with COVID and the wrong medical protocol. So now there are very robust ambulatory protocols based on these medications, based on vitamin D and coleated zinc and other things um, on early treatments, aggressive treatments, steroids for your lungs and so on and so on that are extremely effective. And not only do they work, but because ivermectin is used uh, by veterinarians all over the world for animals and has been around for 75 years and more because there is a human dose that has been around for a long time. It wasn't for COVID, but it was for other things. These medicines are available in the third world. They're cheap. And uh, it doesn't take a lot for people. And it seems you're yeah. saying you're saying it's verified that their death toll is actually um, minimum, right? I mean, you said zero point four percent or four percent in Africa. No, so just over four percent. Over and Africa has, I do believe, about one. I think Africa has about one billion two hundred fifty million in population. One billion right. two hundred fifty million in population, if I'm and not they mistaken. Have only just over four percent of the global death toll. And they didn't COVID. have access to the vaccine the way we have Correct. it here to the boosters. And they keep if Correct. they give the vaccine or the booster, they are one season behind. Yes. And you know, maybe they're better off without it. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> Hold getting on. Heard of you. Patrick, you know, <laughs> they, have, they have the sun, and well, the sun um, is responsible <clears throat> for the level of vitamin D in your body. And so, when you look at populations that are traditionally vitamin D deficient, um, those are populations where uh, people have been at high risk. And the death toll reflects that. Well, we have about five minutes on this beautiful, I, I, I thank God for both of you, for your families. But Patrick, I want to go back to you for final opinion um, or ex- explain again. I have a family. We're fighting inside the family. This is Sunday morning. Um, Lara had the message just now that uh, it says uh, stories happen in other places in the world where family may not have to fight because there are protocols. And they could be accessible to people if they look enough. They could have them, whatever that protocol is. I'm not a doctor, you know. But uh, she also raised an issue, again, that deserves an entire episode on its own. The children now are a big issue in the school. The school boards and the parents are fighting what is best for the children, including in the vaccine mandate. The decision that was made in this ruling, you said it, this is only because it came from two states, from Louisiana case and Missouri case. We still have 40 other, 40, 48 other states, as a matter of fact. Um, are you saying, will this decision protect the right of the parents over their own children, or it does not apply? Can the school board, for instance, mandate a vaccine on the children, 5 years old to 12 years old? That's what I wanted to close with, because that's what I think the world is heading now in the U.S., a debate over the children. Okay. Not on the basis of this decision, but on the basis of the politics that's coming down with the politically motivated science as a background, which is outdated, but it is currently now being updated. The pressure is because now, say, for example, immediately when uh, Omicron came out, 
they only knew how fast it spread. They didn't know how serious it was. So everybody that got Omicron went immediately to the hospital. So the hospitals had overnight 100,000 people in it because they didn't know how serious it was yet. But just for precautionary reasons, uh, they uh, uh, went to the hospital. So now they know with the, with the passage of time that it's almost uh, uh, ineffective in terms of serious uh, illness to any children and any adults whatsoever. And um, Laura's absolutely right, especially that uh, the, the law school uh, case in, um, in George Washington, where the George Washington University, an independent university, said all of our law professors have to be uh, vaccinated. And the law professor said, no, I've already had the disease. I've had the natural immunity. It's better than a vaccinated immunity, exactly for what lawyers said, because it, it protects me against the entire virus which out, regardless of what uh, 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 next uh, uh, variant shows up, mm-hmm. where the vaccine only protects against the spike, the variant itself, not the entire virus. So every time a new vaccine, a uh, new variant comes out, you have to have a new vaccine. Whereas if you've had the COVID and it's a mild form of it, you're totally um, uh, protected against any of the viruses, regardless of that particular spike that comes out. And therefore, it's much better. We're finding out more and more of this. This knowledge has to get into these courts so that the just, that the newest courts can now make decisions based on this new knowledge, we start putting pressure on FDA to withdraw its approval of this drug as a protocol for this and get that off the list so that the Supreme Court isn't forced Well, here you go. You gave the families basically um, a direction where they can head. And definitely people like Laura are available to take... And just like in this case... Make their information available for people to make a better informed decision. You can ask the judge for a stay of any order to get vaccinated, and if you can show there's a potential for harm here, one of the elements of a stay, then that district court judge, just that they did in these two cases right here, will stay that in in the event that uh, that, that you could show that there might be some potential danger. And you're likely at the district court level to get that stay at this point in time if you show the evidence that's present, uh, present today uh, in the court. Thank you so very much, Pat. Thank you so very much, uh, uh, my dear Lara. May God bless us all. Uh, you know, the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking but of justice, peace, and the joy that is given by the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ in this way pleases God and wins the esteem of man. Let us then make it our aim to work for peace and to strengthen one another for God's love and the love of the neighbor. This is St. Paul to the Romans, chapter 14, 17 to 19. And may God bless us all on this holy Sunday. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 6 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.